0: Hello, welcome to the new Dalham History Podcast, for all your history revision needs with Gribbin and Howarth.
1: Hello. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, um, school shut. We're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, me and Grubin came in anyway to do podcasting.
0: Don't worry, we're two metres apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're shouting into the microphone, <laughs> Griffin's in the English foyer, I'm in the office and we've got the microphone in that doorway in between. It's all going to work out fine. Um, yeah, we thought we'd do you a couple of podcasts today, uh, we'll still trickle them through till we get to Easter and then we've got a big Easter revision session all planned for you that will go live in the next couple of days too uh, for you to crack on with whenever you want. But... We thought it made sense today, as you're all at home self isolating, to do your podcast on the Black Death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Just so that you are clear on kind of what history can teach us about things like this, but also some of the legal impacts of a reduced population due to infection. Yeah. So, what we can expect Boris to do next?
0: Nothing. No, I after, think, it all oh, after it's all come down
1: to penalise the workers that remain.
0: Yeah, because the rich will stay rich and the poor will be dead.
1: So. Yeah. So we're going to be doing a two truths, one lie. Uh, and we're going to be talking about, well, we thought we'd have a little bit of fun. We're going to do uh, similarities between the uh, 14th century and the present day. Um, so let's get cracking with some details about the Black Death and the subsequent Statute of Labourers Act.
0: Okay, the plague arrived in England in Dorset in June 1348 and spread throughout the south of England. In 1349, it reached Wales, Ireland and the north, uh, and by 1350, it made it to Scotland. Estimates suggest as much as half of the population died.
1: This isn't going to be that bad. No. No, so no that's way. Already we've got a difference. We have
0: modern medicine. <laughs> And, the NHS and properly built houses where you can isolate, whereas these guys have been That's like wooden things, shack huts. Right.
1: So in terms of causes, um, medieval doctors didn't understand the disease and they had a limited ability, therefore, to prevent or cure it. So when the play came, doctors were powerless to stop it. Um they didn't understand germs they had basic tools to diagnose and treat illnesses a lot of it was based on roman and greek ideas about the humors so you have black yellow uh, bile you have blood and phlegm uh, and if things were out of balance then you, you needed to release some of those those different fluids also some doctors talked about evil spirits so there was drilling holes in your head to release things. Um, yeah, there were all sorts of weird ideas about what might be causing the plague. Yeah, so
0: you had like the planets had moved in the wrong direction. Um it was a punishment from God. Uh bad smells staring at a victim was one mm. thing that they thought caused it. Wearing pointed shoes. I mean I've not heard that one no. yet for
1: Corona. <laughs> Um,
0: and also strangers to villages too were blamed. Actually, I mean, no, I have read that, 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 that on leaked, Facebook. Yeah.
1: I've read that quite a few times on Facebook. Um, this is still Brexit going on, isn't yeah. it? <laughs>
0: um, but basically, they didn't know what caused it and they didn't know how to treat it. So it became a massive epidemic.
1: Um, how, yeah. However, it was being split, spread. Um, we now realise there were three different... Types of plague uh, during the time period. So you've got the bubonic plague, which is the one where you get the big swellings in your groin and your armpit that last for a week. Um, if they burst, you had a chance of uh, surviving. Not if you burst them intentionally, but if, if they, they burst reach naturally. the point of natural bursting, um that, that's a sign of recovery. About 30 to 60% of the population of Europe died from the plague. Uh, 50% chance of death on the bubonic plague. There was the pneumonic plague, that's the one that attacks the lungs. Uh one or two days to die from that one. That's 90% mortality rate. And then the septicemic plague which infects the blood. Uh, again, mortality rate on that one was 100%.
0: Yeah, and there's different ways that it that we now realize that it did spread. Um, the pneumonic plague was actually spread by sort of um, um, contagion, as in like Close coughing. contact. <laughs> um, because it was the one that affected your lungs, that was the one that you could catch off other people um, in that sense. Um, the bubonic plague and the septicemic plague were actually spread by, was it fleas on rats that were carrying the disease? And the then... rats
1: were carrying the disease, yeah. although they think it probably started with gerbils mm. and then it spread to rats because rats are more mobile. I know more I didn't about like gerbils. Um, from China.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Mm. Or at least that region. And then the uh, trade routes bring it into Europe, and certainly the ships bring it from Italy into into Europe. Oh. Italy. Wow.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, kids. We're just. This is. It's not actually the plague. Right. Um, So we are. also they didn't really know how to cure it no. so um similarity at the at the same point like you know we don't know how to cure the coronavirus but we have got you modern medicine still that, use ibuprofen
1: that yeah. they've now come out and said that ibuprofen, that is paracetamol, probably okay hydration
0: all but those sorts of things again
1: similarities in that people are desperate to find a cure but also desperate to suggest things that don't work yes yeah. Parallels, even 700, mm. 800 years later.
0: Um, so some of the cures that they listed in the 1300s were... Oh, some um, good ones. <laughs> Go on, Rubbing onions, herbs, or a chopped up snake, brackets if available, <laughs> on the boils, or cutting up a pigeon and rubbing it over an inf- infected body.
1: Right, OK. I mean, you are desperate when you're thinking, ooh, pigeon, going to rub that on my body. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, what else? Drinking vinegar, eating crushed minerals, arsenic, mercury, or even 10-year-old treacle... <laughs> I mean, the vinegar might work. That's a good cleaning, cleansing agent.
1: Probably not for septicemia. <laughs> <The laughs> no.
0: Um, sitting close to a fire or in a sewer to drive out the fever. Okay. Um, there's people...
1: the, yeah, there's the <laughs> flagellants. I remember them uh, kind of, if you punish yourself, God won't need to punish you with the plague. Yeah. So whip yourself. Um.
0: And, and... Um, and yeah.
1: They used to look at each other's pee as well, didn't they? Yeah, and it's even like taste cool... it to yeah. test what it uh, <laughs> That like. tells you someone's sick. It also tells you that you're sick. <laughs> mm.
0: yeah. uh, but the main bit that we want to talk about, about the Black Death, are the consequences. Yeah, that's because... for the crime and
1: punishment. That's what's important.
0: Yeah, for the crime and punishment, that is what's significant. And I mean, the main consequence is that, um, you know, there are estimates of it killing between half and two-thirds, well, yeah, half and two-thirds of the population. Yeah. So... Um, well, some, some places everyone went. Yeah, some places everybody died and that they had a name, didn't they? What, what were they called? Um it was sometimes known as abandoned villages or, or black death villages.
1: Good knowledge, Miss. Yeah. That's academic language.
0: Um, <laughs> because basically there was nobody left in them. So, you know, if you think back to when we did, you know, the impact of the black death of the village all the way back in year seven, mm. um, you've got, you know, lots of people that have lost family, but also the village can't really function because there's nobody to do any of the work that needs to be done
1: it hits the population in different ways too the psychological effects some people go into a deep despair and can't cope with it's almost survivor's guilt mm. that they've uh survived and others haven't you've got others who go in the opposite direction they just start living immoral lives and committing crime because they no longer fear the consequences um there's a new religion springs up if we're thinking about um the different factors you've got the Lollards. Well, they
0: believe that churchmen should lead simple lives and that the Bible should be translated into English. So, so I guess it's more sort of like simple following of religion to yeah. make sure that God doesn't punish you again by another round of the Black Death.
1: Yeah, and it changes people's outlook as well because rich and poor were affected by the Black Death, which means that uh, it appears that class isn't maybe as... Um, Decided by God.
0: Yeah, and then it means that people at the bottom of society, so your workers, your peasants, are, are more prepared to question their position in society and maybe, um, you know, fight for a little bit of improvement.
1: This is the beginning of the end for the feudal system mm. because people realise that they can change their position. And that is where the crime and punishment stuff comes in because the people at the top do not want the people at the bottom to get more power. Yes. Yeah. They and- need new laws keep people in place.
0: So they, they issue new laws to control the population and basically there's a, a significant economic impact of the Black Death because there's a shortage of workers mm-hmm. and the workers that are left are expected to do all of the work of all of the workers that are now dead for the same amount of money. So they they're ask, like, no, yeah,
1: buyer's market. Yeah,
0: they ask for more money because they're doing more work, which seems fair enough. Um, however... Um, the government and parliament don't like this request, and so they pass a law to stop wages rising and to stop people leaving where they currently are and mm. moving to somewhere else to get more money.
1: It's known as the Statute of Labourers Act. Basically, the Black Death lasted for three years in England. You've got this massive dieback of the population, and that leaves fields unsown and unreaped. So... The Black Death kills people, but then you have a food shortage which follows mm. the, the loss of life. Um that leads to higher food prices. So the peasants need more money to feed their families and they want the extra wages for the fact that they are they're in short supply. So the landowners who need the workers agree initially to the wage demands, but then they realise that they either pay the extra wages or their workers will leave and go somewhere else where there are higher wages and they want they want the law to to protect them. Mm.
0: Um, so they complain. <laughs> so landowners like um, the Earl of Stiford <coughs> or um, various different earls um, complain to Edward III about having to pay higher wages. Um they're also worried about peasants roaming the country searching for better job opportunities or more money. <laughs> How dare
1: they not stay where they're, where they're born? Um, so in
0: 1351, they decided to pass the Statute of Labourers Act. It made it illegal for employers to pay wages above the level offered in 1346. So Free they're going back five years. Uh, so basically, they're giving the peasants a, a massive pay cut, which means they can't mm. even afford the food because of the, the higher cost of food.
1: But... Remember, in this period, the only people who have the right to vote are well, it's, it's parliament. They are discussing mm. it. Landowners can ask their members of parliament to pass on their concerns. They're not concerned about what their workers
0: no worried about. And it's it's that whole um, sort of poverty and wealth factor in crime and punishment. The people that are the wealthy ones tend to be involved in the lawmaking process, and so therefore create laws that benefit themselves.
1: Mm. Interesting, you start to see the divide between the country and the town at this uh, period too, Mm. because in the towns, they sometimes go around the statute of labourers and still pay higher wages, which causes a shift of employees moving into the the towns and cities. Um, By 1360, there's about 40,000 people living in London because of higher wages.
0: Yeah, and however, you know, the punishments were quite sort of... um... Uh, wide ranging, and if any of the peasants were caught uh having run away or moved to a different location, they were taken back to their village and punished. Um, it was difficult for lords to punish them too harshly, um, because uh, execution, imprisonment, and mutilation only made the labor shortage worse. Uh, therefore, the courts were more likely to punish the serfs by a fine. Um, sometimes they were branded on the forehead.
1: Yeah, I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. So the idea being that. Do you want to employ somebody with criminal written all over their face?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And it's not just them that's punished, is it? Yeah. If a serf runs away because of the tithing system, everyone within that group of ten is punished for not stopping the person from running away. So punishment at its best, I think
0: yeah so anyway the statute of labor is a prime example uh, prime example of um the landowners and the lawmakers uh, prioritizing themselves and not really making laws for the benefit of the country
1: so we can look forward to things like this coming in for us in the <laughs> the medium term
0: you heard it here first
1: <laughs> yeah boris we're on to you tech
0: tech technique time
1: So it's not going to come up on your exam, but it's still good to practice the technique. The question is, explain one way in which government reaction to infection at the time of the Black Death in medieval England was similar to the reaction to coronavirus in the 21st century.
0: Now, there may be a little bit of ad-libbing involved in this because we haven't quite <laughs> had the reaction following coronavirus because we're still in the we're middle in it. of it. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to come up with some ideas as to how, you know, the econ- what Similar. laws are going to be created.
1: So four marks. Um, date boundaries are crucial. You've got to make sure that you're using the right case studies on this yep. question. So we're looking at the Black Death and Present coronavirus. Day. And the question is asking us for similarity. So we need to come up with a big point which is um, how they're similar. We then need some supporting information from each time period. It's all about killer evidence,
0: Mm. pun intended. (laughs) Okay. So I reckon you would start this by saying one similarity in the uh, government reaction of the Black Death and coronavirus is the um, priority of lawmakers and... Landowners to protect their own interests. For example, after the Black Death in 1351, the Statute of Labourers was introduced, which meant that uh, peasants were only able to be paid pre-Black Death wages, which protected the interests of landowners and stopped people from looking uh, for other work opportunities.
1: In the 21st century, Boris Johnson took the actions to only offer loans to small businesses to ensure that any money spent by the government was recouped and also ensured that workers would still be paid the same wages post-coronavirus uh, in fear that some people may rise above their station. Um, but that's all you have to do. It's a big idea and then details from both time periods to show how they're similar. Don't get drawn into the idea of, I can just write what's similar and move on. You need the detail from both time periods.
0: Absolutely. But there, there you go. They have it, a perfect example.
1: A perfect example. Go. Sorry, so where to... else can you go, Gribbs?
0: <laughs> where else can you go about the Black Death? Well, YouTube is a good start.
1: And let's be honest, you are now old, you're sitting at home, you have access to YouTube way more than you did before. So watch some historical videos.
0: Uh we've got What Made the Black Death uh So Deadly. We've got a BBC documentary, The Black Death. That's pretty
1: good. That, that is quite good. Does some stuff on like following different people throughout Europe. I I I've watched that one before myself. When I've been feeling dizzy.
0: Ooh, there's a nice disease crash course world history episode. Yeah, that just
1: uh, uh, not just the Black Death, but the Great Plague as well. But definitely explains some of the um, economic impacts, which is good for you. Mm. Um, film-wise, there is the scene being one uh, Black Death. It's historically inaccurate. It's offensive towards women. But if you're wanting to see reanimated bodies and people who push around carts covered in spikes, I highly recommend it.
0: There's also, isn't there a um isn't there a Monty Python sketch that's about the Black Death?
1: Yeah, in um Holy Grail there's yeah. the Bring out are dead. I'm getting better. You, you pretty much just got it there, but still, it, it it's there to watch. It's on, um, it's on YouTube? Of course it is. It's called it, The
0: Not Dead Yet scene. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um
1: there's the um Nicolas Cage film, Season of the Witch. Um that's got some good graphical stuff of plague victims if you want to see what they look like with some gruesome stuff go for that Um,
0: what else you've got uh, there's also uh, the story of the Pies Piper I mean that's about Black Death isn't it
1: it is it's all plaguey stuff so plenty to go out there kids and don't forget revision guides have stuff in them really no absolutely not this podcast it's all you've got (laughs) Joke time! So, play jokes. Um, Did you know that the Black Death is the best disease? Do you want to know why? Why? Because any attempts to replicate it are just plagiarism.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. Got anything? Uh, Yeah, I've got one. Okay. Uh, Who were the disco stars of the 1370s?
1: Who were the disco stars of the 1370s? (laughs)
0: M, M. <laughs> <laughs> love it
1: Oh, we need jokes please use teams use teams to send us jokes not just gifs we do love a meme or a gif but send us some hot quality punnage yeah. prizes prizes so um, as we listen out for the sound of the bells for the uh, I think Mr Brennan's the one pulling the cart today <laughs> around Milthorpe <laughs> He's not got this far yet. Certainly we've got the Red Crosses painted on all the classroom doors now. Um,
0: <laughs> we've got our plague masks ready.
1: We do. Um, supplied by um, Mr Surtees. Um He bought lots in because he's self-isolating at present. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it could be goodbye forever from me. <laughs> and me. I'm oh, a bit no. more
0: optimistic than that. But oh. uh, we'll see you after Easter. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>